You, you already know what it is. Your boy DJ Filthy Rich. Hey, it's your boy DJ Big X. Welcome back to We Outside Radio. This is the We Outside Show, and we back with another good episode, man. We got the homie New Face in the building. What's good, bro? Hey, what's going on, man? How did we get here? New Face was there at the We Outside Show. Well, you know, this I guess this really didn't exist until you came. That's what we say. It, right. It ain't really happening unless New Face is here. So now we official, y'all. We Outside Radio is a real thing because New Face is here. Yeah, New Face is here for real. You know, when he, when he shows up, it's official and it's authentic. Yeah, real hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's truly mutual, man. You know, if I've been there, I've seen both of you guys. And so my respect for you guys is at a, a, a top notch. So um, great to be here and an honor, too, to be amongst you, brothers. Nah, that's love, man. I hit you up because I saw you like... I mean, you always outside anyway. This mm -hmm. That's why you're perfect for the We Outside show. But it looked like you was going on a little promo run, man. What's going on? You've been doing a lot of media lately. It seems that way. But um, I read this book by Shonda Rhimes, and it was called The Year of Yes, right? And so, you know, she's the creator of shows like Grey's Anatomy, um, How to Get Away with Murder, Scandal. Mm -hmm. And she's a producer of these shows. But she took a year where she said yes to everything. Like, and her life significantly <laughs> changed. Like, things that, like, just her life benefited impacted just for her saying yes and i took that advice and so everything that's happened in the past two or three years is because somebody rather than hit me online let's build let's network and, and all this chatter chatter everything somebody said let's pull up do this give me a time and date i'm there yes yes come do this show yes i don't care when yes set it up yeah you know what i'm saying same thing and that goes for not just business but Family relationships, yo. Oh, you want to go to Great Wolf Lodge with the kid? Yes, set it up. You know, Word. you need some Air Force Ones first day of school. Set it up. You know, yes. Yeah. So, so that's where that press run came from. It just, I guess, people just want to hear my story, which is good because it is a good story, I think. But you know, it, that's what's that's what happened. Multiple shows hit me up, and shout out to all those guys, man. It's just dope to people that want to hear my story. So speaking of shows, I see that you uh, you have a segment every Thursday with Greg Street now, right? Yeah, Tales from the A, man. You know, Tales from the A, shout out to Street, man. Um, he already had this on his segment. And in my, in my head, I'm like, dang, like, that's dope because I always had these stories, quick stories, new face was their stories anyway. So I text him and he, he didn't even, he responded, call me now. Like, I'm thinking, like, to, to talk about it in the future. Yeah. I call, he's like, yo, we on the air with New Face. And then I'm like, oh, shit. We, oh, you mean, like, today? Right, like, right now. And once again, maybe he's a subscribe to that Just Say Yes, too, because I did it. And then I listened to the whole show. And then he was like, I was like, did I miss it? He's like, no, I'm going to just save it for next Thursday. So I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to grab a uh, shout out to Iran. I was like, I'm going to do a flyer. I'll promote it like it's, it's an event because to me, facts. Like, that's history. First of all, like, any artist that go on Greg Street, I know the history. If you know the history, that's just solidified. That's part of your legacy. If you're Greg Street was your journey from Big Boy, from Master P, from E-40, if Greg Street kind of stamped you, same with this guy right here. <laughs> um, if they stamped you, bro, like, in the beginning or any part of your journey, you, you, you that one. And so I have this bucket list mentally of things I like to do, and I'm not an artist, but... I want to move and move my legacy like an artist, you know, like the things that they did and follow that type of traditional blueprint. So to be on V103 and, you know, I, I did an interview with uh, Tigger, Ryan Cameron, Greg Street. So I had these mental bucket lists to like do every radio station. And I have. And again, I'm not an artist. Right. You know, so I'm again telling my story right. and they want to hear it and it's on the radio. So. I'm still able to tell my voice, and who knows where the radio, who's listening to that. So if you're not an artist, what would you officially call yourself? 
I, ca I consider myself a fan and just really a supporter of my friends. Like, but I call myself a rap fan. You know, a rap fan. And okay. a, um, a hip hop hoarder. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's a great definition of hoarder. Yeah. Because like when I, when I seen you online, I was like, yo, my man, he been he been collecting stuff for a while. Like, yo. And it's it's funny because when I seen, you, I think I seen you out at two. I think it was that two short show. Mm -hmm. I seen oh, you backstage yeah, and you yeah. had like the, the Mount Westmore show. Yeah, the, yeah, you had like all the stuff with you, and I was like, "Yo, I didn't know dude go that deep." Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, He's not a game, bro. <laughs> nah. You you forgot a word too. Hip hop historian is a label. Yeah, that's game. what I wanted yeah. to say. Historian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Porter just make it sound like you just grabbing a bunch and, of stuff and throwing it. in And the I place. ran away from <laughs> I ran away from historian for probably because other people called me that. And, and I, it's in my head, historian, I always look nerdy, geeky, old, like librarian <laughs> style. But I'm like, shit, I'm new face. So let me put a new face on what historian looks like. Yeah. And then I seen people giving that stamp to other people. And I'm like, they call that a historian? Yeah. That, oh, okay. Oh, yes. okay. Let me, all right, let me claim this. Yeah. So at least I can show you some authenticity. Like, this is what I think a historian look like in my eyes. And then people... You know, and I had to came up with the new face was there, but the the people in the public came up with like, oh, it's official now. It ain't happening. Like, and that's something that happened organic. And with my relationship, I love when things happen organic. Again, like an artist, things that happen organic is gonna be part of your legacy. So again, that's what that and was it, about. And, it, and it's funny you say historian because a lot of times, and I know you probably agree with me too. I see a lot of these cats that they say a hip hop historian is, and you go, what? What he, he ain't even talking. He ain't even speaking facts. Yeah. <laughs> so and and for to, for me to see you and I always see you out. Like and you, I know we run into each other a lot now. But I was like, yo, like my man, he really knows the history. You know what I'm saying? I think in one night I ran into you and he was like, yo, I'm doing my research on you too. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> And it's, again, support my friends. Like, all the time I come to, you know, New Music Monday, it's not because I have a, a artist that I need y'all to listen to or or, or I, I got a, a movement I need y'all to support. I'm here because I want my ear to the street. And I've seen um, artists come here, and I've shown you, and yeah. 10 years later, like, but I have that footage from back then Word. now, so I'm, why would I stop that? Because I want to be a part of the next best thing. So when a Glorilla comes in here, yeah, I'm going to come here. Or somebody new come here. When Little Baby come here, or when the Migos did y'all show. The anniversary, and, yeah. yeah and, and Little Baby's on just against the wall, like, I'm just here. Like, not as an artist, right. but I'm just soaking it up. I have that moment. And Lucci's like, I have those moments, and I love seeing people's evolution. So that's why I'm going to continue. To do and that. it's and it's funny you say that because I remember that year when the Migos did the show in, in Old National, and, yeah, and, and Little Baby was playing in background, mm -hmm. and that was maybe a year before P even brought them to us and was yeah. like, "Yo, this is gonna be my new guy right here. I need y'all to help me do this." Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because now when I think back on it, I do remember him being like a little dude, like a little flower on the yeah. wall. You know what I mean? Just waiting his turn. And yeah. I didn't, I mean, because I didn't know, but as I'm, I'm showing footage from because YG was there, Future came. So yeah, I'm looking at them, crazy. and then I'm looking just in the crowd. I'm like, wait, that's, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, even just uh, 2 Chains did a birthday party three years ago, Friday the 13th um, theme, everybody with Jason masks, but it was a white kid walking up to him. They was shaking his hand. KY was with him. I know KY, but four years later, this is Jack Harlow. But mm -hmm. no, I didn't. I mean, he literally walked by me, and, you know, I who knew he would become who he was? But yeah. I do have that moment where Diddy chapped him up and KY's introducing him and, you know, that, like those type of memories, I love to just to see that type of thing, you know? Yeah, and it's dope too to me because <clears throat> you got to think people on the inside, right? You're not, a lot of people are not documenting their own journey. 
So I think that's uh, that's the value that you bring to some artists too. It's like, okay, Jack remembers being there, but I'm sure he wasn't running around with a camera or yeah, yeah, even yeah. like you having that footage of Lil Baby. Lil Baby wasn't thinking about recording that. You know what I'm saying? So Not that moment dope. anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So to have that, like, even me, I think that was my first that was my first time hosting an anniversary concert. Yeah. Wow. And he I, showed it to me, and I'm like, oh, damn, yeah, all right. Rick Ross came it. in there with a fur coat. Like, yeah. this is not, like, New Face was there. Like, I, those memories, <laughs> and that's what I call nostalgia. That's what that means to me, like, that feeling. Like, I can, every time I see Ross, I can remember that moment of Baby Jade with Future coming in. Like, if I see Baby Jade, I'm like, oh, somebody coming. Like, just because <laughs> I know our relationship, and me and Baby Jade go way back. So I'm like, if I see her walking, oh, Five minutes later, I don't know who, but somebody, let me get my phone out when she come back in that door. And that's just moments like that that I'm always going to be speak highly of. And again, like you said, the artists, sometimes they don't be having that moment. Like you said, and they be like, dang, like, I don't even remember that. Yes. Like when Crit did 85 South Show, he was like, bro, that that those years were a blur. Like, yeah. so to look at freshman cover, to look at this in my first photo shoot, like, they'll remember things like, this was my first. And I'm like, I just subscribed to the magazine. I didn't personally know you, but those, luckily, if I've attached myself with the right artists that, that are real and, and they, they kind of do that. Do you have like a, um, some type of organization in the crib, or you just, is it like a method to your madness where you just know, like, all right, like two short gonna be here tonight, so let me go to my two short section. Or oh, do you yeah. just you know like you have it organized now? Yeah, well well it's <laughs> it's, it's gotta be organization to the madness. There's yeah. no way you can have that, that type of there yeah, there's chaos, but there's organized chaos. Right. It wouldn't be organized to us, but you know where yeah, everything is at. Yeah, because I mean it's but it's set up by, you know, magazines is in one room. I got vinyl right here, video games here, but I have this one room that's just like toys, books, cassettes, and CDs. Just in that room. And then from my, and how I do it, CDs is order of my favorites. So, and then cassettes is West Coast on this side, East Coast on this side, Masterpiece, No Limit, Rap-A-Lot, Women. And then over here is East Coast, Midwest, (laughs) Mixtapes, because I used to make like physical mixtapes. Yeah. So, and you're from Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah. So being from Detroit then, you really were exposed to everything. Because I know like, like, I'm from Jersey, right? So I was very late on Southern music. Uh, we, we just weren't exposed to it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if it didn't come on Rap City, I, you know, we didn't really have a lot of Uncle Luke. It wasn't playing out there. If I didn't see the video, like, I used to think the birthday video was the illest thing ever because I was like, oh, look at all these yeah, girls. Right. But we didn't have nothing like that. So I know, uh, like, my wife is from Chicago and her brothers, and they always say, like, being in the Midwest – you get exposed oh, to everything, it. so y'all really get everything first. We were kind of sheltered from yeah. a lot of music. Detroit was kind of like Atlanta, too. You know what I'm saying? Like Atlanta, before we really got the boom as far as like everybody here being a rapper, we listened to everything. Like we played everything from West Coast to East Coast, yeah. the Midwest, everything I played. So Detroit was kind of like, even when you listen to like Dayton Boys and that, and those type of, you mm-hmm. could tell they had some Southern influence, too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because so, I would go, I was influenced by it from Rap City. Yo MTV Raps, but again, I was buying those magazines, but our cassette places would have, again, West Coast artists that people weren't big on, like, so if I see an E-40 in the click, but I was only buying it because of the album covers. I was an artist at that time, so if the album cover looked dope where I can draw it, so if I seen two short, two shorts in the house, a doggy style cover, like, covers, I'm buying it, and I don't, but it was dope, or SIBO, like, so I was buying... Bust down. I was buying cassettes just off the art, but then I got it, and then I'm riding around and I'm amongst street people that got 
Cutlasses and Monte Carlos and, and two subwoofers in their trunk. And which tape you buy today, Larry? I was Larry then, you know, I wasn't even new face. It was because they knew every Tuesday I was buying the latest everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was I had a job, I had money to spare, I was hustling, so right. I was buying buying anything. Hold up, bro. You just brought up something. That people don't get the experience now. This whole generation, I kind of feel sorry for them. Tuesdays, bro. Do you remember how important, like how you would be hyped on a Tuesday? I remember personally, like high school, junior high, Tuesday, right after school, I couldn't wait to take my money and walk to the record store Excellent. and go buy some records and some tapes, man. And it, it got to the point deal. where me, it was actually Monday. Some stores would let you slide yep. for a little extra. If or they if knew I you. Knew on Monday at Facts. midnight or they right. Monday. Oh, it come in at midnight. I got you. Like so, it was some of them where I was getting it early. But again, Tuesday because when I got to Atlanta, it was a big thing for album release parties or not parties, but album release signings. So I remember right. being at Tower Records at Lenox Mall yeah. every Tuesday. A Jermaine Dupree would do in fourteen seventy two. So that means he would come, but he would bring the Brat and Crisscross, and I would just wait in line. Every one of those that Ti did at Best Buy or at, at Crucial, I would show up. On a, it'd be on a Tuesday, and, and and Atlanta was dope for that, and Detroit would do that, but we just didn't get the stars. So I knew the stars. The biggest stars was Luke, Too Short, and Esham, and I got to see Royce and Eminem freestyle at the hip hop shop. Oh, that's legendary. So, that's hard. All right, so look, man, we in the building with New Face. We outside radio. We gonna get into pay some bills. We gonna play some music, and we gonna come back with the hip hop historian. You already know what it is. Your boy DJ Filthy Rich. Yeah, it's your boy DJ Big X. Welcome back to the We Outside Show. We got New Face in the building. What's good, brother? New Face was there. It's officially happening, right? It's happening right now. We man. Outside. It's the We Outside Show. We official. He's the king of being outside. Oh, I don't. Yeah. There, nobody is more outside than New Face. Man, he's like the he's like the hidden gem of Atlanta. Like I'm telling you, man, New Face will hit like three, four spots, four or five spots on a night, and you, you he's like in and out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You see him, but you don't see him. Right. You, you know what, what too? What I, I think a lot of artists, if they're really paying attention, I think you really are the blueprint of how an artist should be working their self, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the advice that we give artists at New Music Monday or whenever we just doing consultations whatever, you do everything that we telling them to do. You stay in everybody's face. You have hashtags. You have a theme. You take pictures with people. You engage with people. You make sure that they remember you. These are all the things that an artist should be doing. I, like, really, all the artists out there, if you don't know what you're doing, how to break your record to get popping, to get known in the city, just but, follow the New Face blueprint, bro. But New yeah. Face, if you ever do a record, man, I want to manage you. You, you, Your, your work ethic <laughs> is it's impeccable. It's that's, unmatched. That's one, of, that's one of those things where I need that, that big X stamp, so I'm ready, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and again, with, like you said, I take the advice from when you when you guys give artists advice from the, the performances, from the interaction, from how they interact with DJs, I take mental notes of that. And like now to the point where I have been consulting certain artists, you know what I'm saying? And 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 people give reach out for me for advice. So I'm able to flip like my passion for learning into a profit that can benefit another artist's career. Like, you know what I'm saying? I brought my friend Junior Mac from New Orleans to do that. And I I was already coming to Coalition New Music Mondays, but I'm like, yeah, if this way you want to do let me bring you up here. And I and I ain't, I didn't reach out to none of y'all, like, you know what I'm saying, on some, I need to, oh, is it free? Like, nothing. No, I want to do everything how it's supposed to be. 
And I want him to see that whole thing and interact with that. And how he does that, that's on him. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and it went well. You know what I'm saying? But again, it's following the blueprint. And it's, and it's big for you to say that too, man. You said I wanted it to go exactly the way it's supposed to go. So that means you was willing to pay whatever fee it was and just make it happen. Yeah. Um, a lot of artists don't like paying that fee. They don't like paying for the things that it takes to make them get on. What do you feel about like artists right now like that don't feel like okay everything should be free the dj should be playing this for me the, the i should have a manager that's working for me and making things happen for me how do you think where we at now opposed to where we were years ago when managers were at the forefront of really setting the tone for the artists and that kind of thing now it's kind of like managers and labels everybody kind of just check in when it's hot one thing that i notice in any business deals that anybody gets signed um Go ahead. If anybody gets signed that the relationship or the person with the bigger check is always want to see if the person invested in themselves first and, 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 and created value within themselves first. Because what I look like if I didn't create value in myself going to somebody else saying I need this amount of money, if I'm not willing to do it myself, a lot of people waiting for the money to come first, then do the work. Mm. I've, I've rarely I've seen it work that way and it doesn't last long. So right. I was willing to take, and I tell a lot of artists, take the longer route, build the relationships, build the value. So when you do get these interactions with this label or the manager or like, you know, you want to sign with Big X, then you can say, well, this is what I did for myself first. Here's my following. Here's my pages. Here's my website. Here's how many shirts I sold. This is how many radio shows I've been on. This is how many podcasts I've been on. And I've been able to do myself. So imagine what you can do for me and how we can work together to like when T.I. went to uh, Atlantic, it wasn't I want to be an artist on Atlantic. It was like, no, I want a joint venture deal. We are partners. Right. And that's how I, I, I want to create value in any relationship I work with. But I tell artists, do that. Create the value and invest in yourself first so other people see the value and want to be a part of you. Because basically what you just said, we're painting a picture. Yeah. So as long as you, and it's like I used to hate this, and I, it's when I was young because I didn't understand how the music business kind of went, and now I'm seeing it full circle. Um, when I used to take the backwards up to MTV, the first thing they used to say was, hey, man, you got to build a story. You got to have a story behind these guys. What's the story? And I was like, the story? Man, they got some five music. That's the story. They was like, nah, man, it's, you know, it's got to be something to these guys that's going to make people, you know, gravitate to them. So... Now when I look at it, now I'm looking at all these rappers that's that's you know they got they got bodies brand in the streets, they got brand endorsements, they got a lot of different things going on. But at the same time, this is a part of their story, mm -hmm. and now that is important for artists. Like when you go, like even now we're talking about uh, P. What's my man? P. N. B. Rock. Mm -hmm. He had yeah. a story. R. I. P. R. I. P. But at the same time, on his way to his success, he had a real story. That he could stand on, he could and say, "Real hey. relationships, though." Right, you know what I'm saying. Well, well, in building that story, you got to build relationships. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So, I think one of the best things he had going for him, and a lot of artists have going going for them, a lot of the artists that have succeeded, was that they did want to network. You know what I'm saying? They network. You know, and I hate to say that your network is your net worth, but it is though. It is. I'm <laughs> it a is, walking though. example of that. And shout out to you know, I'm on an album called Social Currency. Shout out to Trans Lee. That's the name of his album, but I'm featured on that because that's what. I live like, you know what I'm saying? Every, I haven't bought clothes in five years, you know, from brands saying right. you wear, they know I'm, I don't know what their reason is, you know, that's- Cause they know you're gonna wear it, bro. Yeah. They know I'm gonna wear it and yeah. it might be with a picture with Killer Mike or the mayor or whatever, but I haven't bought clothing for five years. I'm really living off the land and I'm an example of social currency. Oh. So I know it works. So, but, and, and in that, in that respect, you are a, 
new age outside of being a historian you are a social influencer a uh, brand yeah, yeah. Ooh, we ain't even think about that that's exactly what you are too bro. yeah man you're a social influencer because if i'm gonna make if i'm gonna give you a big x shirt and you're gonna wear it and i know people gonna see it and it's gonna generate some attention mm -hmm. then you just influence those people to either want to buy one or either want to wear one yeah. you know and, what I'm saying? and i get results like you know i wear uh wear a brand and shout out to 72 freckles like in the next week tip is wearing it on stage jeezy's wearing it mlk you know right. so these artists so it's a win-win. I'm getting clothes. I don't have to worry about buying it. Um, mm -hmm. They get a great look, and it's being sold. So it's, right. they getting the money, and I'm I'm just a middleman, and I'm just a vessel for <laughs> another black business. Yeah, we're going to need you to get some of the percentages, though. Yeah. yeah. Lock yeah. in. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> look, uh, speaking of locking in, we're going to get into some music. We're going to come right back. R.I.P. P.N.B. Rock. Let's get into some of his music, man, and we'll be right back. We Outside Radio. Full show. Yes, sir. We back on the We Outside Show. It's your boy DJ Filthy Rich. Yeah, it's your boy DJ Big X. And new faces in the building. Yeah, new face, man. We see you brought out a bunch of, um, I don't want to say, um, what, what, what would we call this? Memorabilia. Memorabilia. That new, word too big for me to my say. My word is <laughs> nostalgia. Nostalgia. Yeah, nostalgia. That's what I was trying to say, nostalgia. Yeah. Oh, so, so I see a lot of Tupac stuff. So today is the 26th anniversary. You see where I'm going with this. I see you, bro. I'm with you, man. And, you got, you got and, a lot of copies of the greatest hits I see, too. And... September 13th, 93, Ready to Die came out. Facts. So How about that? Shout out to Big, shout out to Pac, the legends. So um, we have a video portion of the show and a radio portion. So for the radio people that's out there who can't see, he has the notorious B.I.G. Ready to Die Funko Pop, which is uh, mimics the first album cover, which is crazy with the baby on it. We got stacks and stacks of Tupac cassette tapes the in whole here. whole discography. And he, got some and he got some two short stuff over here, too. Oh, we got one time. Yeah. You know what Too Short's favorite word is? Say it. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, the crazy thing about this, right, that, that particular toy, I did a party years ago when he released that album here in Atlanta at uh, Jazzy T. X was there? So X was I, there. I was there. X you know was there. And I actually did some songs on that album, so that oh, was great. Oh, man. So I, he... I produced on two short albums from like 96 to like 2001, so. Oh, I read the credits. I, I, no. <laughs> Spearhead X is in there. You're on a couple credits. I've seen it. Oh, yeah. That it. was my producer days. Yeah. But um, I had to ask you because you was from you from Detroit, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and, you know, being that I did work with Too Short and, and, you know, during that time I got an opportunity to work with Breed and Breed is from Flint, mm -hmm. but he's he's also considered like a oh, Detroit that's, native. That's hometown You know hero. what I'm saying? So give me a fun memory of like Breed. Well, not him personally, but just the impact of one, that song. Right. When that song came out, I just remember just, and I was a young kid just in the club and from radio to impact, but the thing, and then he had, it was the group, it was, you know, DFC. DFC. Yeah. When it was that part, because he was, it was Flint. So we were kind of hesitant. Like, is he claiming that? We ain't know. But then when I seen real Detroit people was part of the clique and all that, and the radios jumped behind him. So it was that. But when he did the song, Things in My Hood Ain't Changed, because this was DFC featuring MC8. Mm. And MC8 at that time was a Big. god to me. Right. So I'm like, oh, 
Oh, Bree, and I seen the play. I seen Bree got the attention. He hooked his boys up. That's the blueprint with every artist, right? And right. then he connected with the West Coast. That and then Warren G did the producing. I'm like, oh, this yeah, it all made sense. It that made, made sense. sense. And right. Too Short was always Too Short and E40 was somebody that I always was seeing Detroit and Luke. Those are three people. Those are only artists I've seen besides Detroit artists that were always just there on regular. I stayed in Herman Garden Project. Um, Too Short signed an artist out of that. Joe Rios that was out of ah, my project. Ah, that's my boy. Bad Ways. Yeah, yeah. bad badass ways, man. Who so, did that? So I <laughs> You man, did that too? Go ahead. You know that. Thanks. Let's hey, go, baby. Man, now we getting closer <laughs> to it, man. See, I create I think I'm not gonna say I created that group, but that group was created from my song I did on Two Shorts album number 10, which was called Bad Ways. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Right. And, Spearhead X in the middle. I love <laughs> it. That shit, man. Yeah. And but for that, because before Atlanta, we didn't see people make it. So Again, like how MCA was a god to me, Short was a god to me. So somebody in my projects that I knew personally signed to it, and it's going. You see the mag, the pages in the double XL and the source, and people writing about it. It made me start writing. I did used to do music reviews in the Source magazine. Wow! And I, I the first one I did was Cain and Abel featuring Webby, uh, "Shake It Like a Dog." If you look up that article, I wrote that and got and went up to New York and got my check from the Source offices with from my Dave, daughter from Dave Mays. Uh, from Gotti, I think. Okay, yeah. Hold on, bro. Now that's I just learned something about you. I didn't know you did that. <laughs> Me neither. I just was like shit. <laughs> <laughs> they did it. I sent it, and I was. They was like, you get to pay a check, and I went up there and got it myself because I wanted to just be say I was in a source office. Of course, getting you a know. check. Yeah, yeah, getting a check for writing, listen to a song over and over, and I just write what I did about it. And I did that for a couple of them. I did some ghost ones, but so, so before we get you out of here, and I know we've been talking about a lot of nostalgic stuff, and mm -hmm. you know we've been going back. So I gotta ask you about current hip hop. Mm -hmm. um, where do you see the state of hip hop right now? With you being a historian and you seeing it, like, and I asked KRS this one just a few weeks ago. Um, you know, it's fifty years old. Yeah. How do you feel about hip hop right now in the state of in the state of hip hop? Um, I'm actually proud of it, and again, it's still a young, it's still the youngest genre, and it's also the most um, famous genre. Right. Um, I do see some changes in the, the quality of it, and I'm seeing it even from the fan perspective where we question it, um, because now before it was for the love of it. And I remember back in the day, the, the street niggas didn't want to be a rapper because they didn't make any money. Mm. Now it's totally converted to, I'm only in this for the money, and I'm not a rapper. You know, like, and it's just kind of these things changed to where it, was, it went from a genuine love for the sport to now it's a money play and it's a money grab. And they, they'll get what they get for them careers for that. But for the people who love it and stand for the grind, they still here, they still consistent. And that's the kind of legacy of the brands that I like to support, you know, new and old. But. So so I got to ask you this, too, cause since we're just talking about it and we have been talking about the nostalgia of hip hop. So do you call, is it really hip hop now? Do we still call it hip hop even though we don't have the four elements there no more? I do personally. I, I do personally because it's 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 like a baby and it's like a, a tree and, and it's maybe a tree has branches and, and, and I'm, it starts from the roots. So we're offspring, we're offspring. In All these things okay. are offspring because, you know, my children put me on a like lotto. Do I, would I ride around listen to lotto? Maybe not, but my daughters do and I'm in the house with them. And, right. and, and if, if I go to a lotto show it's because I have my daughter and she put me on and if she meets my daughter and she's solid with my daughter, 
I'm gonna respect her forever because how she treated me in real life. So, and, and maybe I'm not a music fan of that, but I love do how they person is in real life, and that's how most of my um, relationships are with artists. Because you got a lot of purists that that's into hip hop now, and you know, and you know a lot of these kids. Yeah, yeah. They say, well, hip hop isn't hip hop what it what it used to be because we don't have breakdancing. There's no MC and there's no graph, but you do have MC and DJing. You just don't see as much as the grafting and you and the uh, breakdancing. Break mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> so that that is two major elements of what we that created the culture. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So, if you take those two parts of the culture away, and you only leave two, so is it a, is it as strong as a culture as it was 20 years ago? I think it evolves though. I think yeah, it evolves because yeah. you got to think like uh, all right. So breakdancer, right? Maybe they don't breakdance, but. The Jabberwockies is probably the biggest dancing group in the world, and they do break dance. And then you got all these kids doing TikTok. They not break dancing, but they are dancing. So, but but, but you know, it's just evolution. A, but in a nutshell, break dancing didn't go away; it just went overseas. Yeah, that too. They love right. us overseas. But somebody like Duke Deuce, right? Right, comes out not crunk no more, and you seen him in the studio dancing. That's nostalgic of that vibe. He's right. again, it's not the cardboard break dancing, but that's yeah. what you're gonna get in 2023. Yeah, that's how they turn up. I mean, that's their thing. So it's their version of it. They I don't I don't expect them to do that because, you know, that's not how they were raised. You know what I'm saying? So it's their branch. It's their branch. And maybe I may not be my favorite flower, but I'm gonna support that tree regardless. So I'm, now now go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I got one. Um one one thing that you do do that we we spoke about. So we did have KRS one on the show. Ooh. And um, Dang, that's a bar we do. So uh, when we were talking to, <laughs> when we were talking to him, and even before he came on the show, X and I and Smooth, we were talking about how hip hop is the only genre of music where the older people get the less respect they get from you know the younger generations. That's another thing that I think is very dope about you is you really pay homage to the elders. Like we don't treat them like old and has-beens because they really are legends and we're supposed to treat them as such. So that's something that I noticed that you focus on too. Oh yeah, I'm highly because that's going to be probably the majority of my collection because that's where I started from. And, and I'm a creative, so I used to make shirts and stuff. So I was listening to their music nonstop while creating or hustling or riding around driving cars in Detroit because we're a car driving city. So that's all I know is their music. So to meet my heroes and and they know what I've done, like to be interviewed by Bun B and for him to know me personally, yeah. a big boy, for them to know what I do or Rick Ross to say, man, if New Face was here, man, he did like, and I'm in my, it's just an out of body experience because that wasn't what I did it for, but that's, that's an extension. It's great. It's the cherry on top because you want to be acknowledged for doing something great, and that's what my only purpose was to give these people my flowers, flowers from them. And you, and you said something big. You said most of your, most of the stuff that you got saved, and most of your memories and and, and some memorabilia that you do have, it comes from a lot of artists, artists from back in the day. Do you get a lot of product now from the newer artists? Oh yeah. I mean, if you look at this table right here, this is uh, Pusha T's latest album, The Purple Tape. Oh wow! This is, a, but it's still a cassette, so okay. I still do something like that, like Nipsey, R.I.P. Nipsey. This is a Nipsey Hustle Victory Lap cassette. Okay, that's signed by him. Like you're not gonna get a lot of people that have the cassette, but you, nobody has one that's autographed. Right. Nobody. Uh, that's worth money. So this you should is, be carrying that around. This is. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. You know what right. I'm saying? Or somebody may have a trap music uh, cassette tape, but theirs is not signed by DJ Toomp, David Banner, Jazzy Faye, and Ti. Oh wow. So you may have <laughs> yeah. a purple tape. You may have a Raekwon tape, but do you have the purple tape that's signed by Raekwon and Ghostface? 
See, there's, there's, you know, there's no, collectors and there's me. No, we don't. Facts. I got that same tape, but I, it's not signed. See, so, so <laughs> there's levels to this. There's levels to this. Levels, okay. You know, and so that's just the difference. And, and yeah, most of my stuff, but I do buy new and old, you know. So real quick, because um, we about to get you out of here, and I gotta ask you, because um, we talked about all the good, now we gotta talk about the bad. Um, the violence in hip hop, hate it. Um, do you think like what the violence is? Is it really deteriorating hip hop to where we're either losing, or we gaining fans, or we losing fans? We're losing fans musically and in real life um, because these children really absorb it different. Like 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 my mother would come into my room and hear a two short tape, and she wasn't worried, or a, a, a two live crew tape, and she wasn't worried. But it's some of this music. If my children were listening to right. I would probably have to stop and have a conversation about what they're listening to, and I do that, like you know. Yeah. I mean, the, the the music now is conversation worthy. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and even on the radio, you know what I'm saying? It's some stuff because I be pumping gas six in the morning. You in your head thinking it's safe, and you going to get it back in the car, and you're like, "What the? F yeah, what? yeah." So in that aspect, yeah, it's a, it's a, especially the violence because these children take it more literal, and, and because it's a visual thing. Now it's on social media, so they see even videos with sticks, you know, and all that, and ops, and, and making nosebleed. They look up these terms, and so they talking and they emulating right. exactly what they see, and then they get a situation. And all they they don't know about the OGs about fighting it out, having a square one on one. It's it's it's, it's on site when I see you, blood, you know, and then we right. losing. Lives, lives, right? I hate that, bro. And yeah. we grew up on gangster rap, but it still wasn't the same. Yes. Yeah, and, and it was crazy because I seen a, a video on uh, Instagram the other day, and I seen the young guys. They was graduating from high school, and they was graduating with switches. Like they, like they was proud that they had switches at graduation yeah. under their gowns. Yeah, man. So yeah. it's like it's a totally different culture. From I know when I graduated, and I was just saying this today. I said when I graduated from high school, I was just worried about life. Yeah, I was worried about what was ahead of me. What was what was what was what was life gonna be five, ten years from now for me? Cause I was listening. I mean, I was listening to fucking Gangsta Nip and Bushwick and and, and uh, Eminem, who hated his mother. My mother's still in my like. I have a close relationship, you <laughs> right. know. I, two live crew, and I have four daughters, and you know, See? and the women that I've been with, I don't have that relationship where it's like fuck a bitch, and you know, you could separate the entertainment. But yeah, from like but life. it's crazy for me though, because like when I came out of high school, I came out right during the era where we were wearing the medallion, the black medallions. Oh, X we need to bring that back. You know, X Clan, yeah, the X red, Plan, the, the black, black, and the green, green with you the sissy Van Glorious. Yeah. So you know, those were my days, like and and poor righteous teacher. Yeah, but they were eye-opening days because, and I say this because I learned mm -hmm. a lot of black history through those records. Yeah. I went and did a lot of research from those records. I yeah. learned who a Marcus Garvey was. I learned who a Stephen Biko was. I learned who a lot of these people that really made Karen's one made me do that. Right. You know, with, with, edu with edutainment. Yeah, yeah, edutainment. You had sex, money, and drugs. Um, all those records like that kind of molded us into yeah. going to study and, and getting into research. I have a question for you, and I think you relate. And I kind of asked ask this question every five years to my fans, but there was a song called Self-Destruction back in the day. Do you remember? <laughs> we were talking about this. See? And, right. Ask the question, oh, bro. And, we are a bunch of like-minded people at so, this table. So my question is, like, I think it's time for one, and I always ask, okay, who would be the producer and who would be the relevant rappers that would be a part of it? So I would. And it's, and it, and it's crazy. For me right now, I would probably say I wouldn't be sure on who the producer is because I like so many different producers. Because mm -hmm. if I if I say 
I use Drummer Boy then 808 to get mad at me. Yeah, I got like, you. You know what I'm saying? I can't really say. But as far as rappers, I think the self-destruction rapper should be a combination of of everybody. West Coast, East Coast, Chicago. Well, you remember there was self-destruction. There was all, all, the, all same in the same game, game which is the West, West Coast, Coast version. But you're saying do it all together. Yeah, because at the same time, is like back then it was kind of a West Coast had gang violence. Yeah. East Coast kind of was like a hustle. They were still hustling. Mm-hmm. Kind of stat- it was more crack. Because MC Light was leave the guns and the knives alone. No, but yeah. over here, they was like, they, no. They was busting. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. for me, that's why I say now that violence is everywhere in the black community it isn't a west coast thing it isn't an east coast thing right. it's a every coast thing you know what i'm saying everywhere has violence and it's black violence it's, it's like the post i put up this morning about with farrakhan you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. we're killing each other so how can we call, have a call for action when it's against us yeah who do we protest right mm-hmm. where do we walk for you know when we killing each other yeah, yeah. so yeah. And, and that's that's a thing man that we need to start looking at and I, that's why i say it's very important that we change the narrative I, I i said this the other day man when i was looking at instagram i said yo it's crazy how now they're paying us to repost our ignorance oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, you get what I'm saying. Well, the algorithm is against us. Like right. Killer Mike says, we are advertisements for agony and pain. Right. So, hmm. and you got to look at that. Like most of the stuff that we're putting up is just like, you know. And I did it on my page just to see. I said, hey, I'm gonna post five things that's positive. Oh, me and Greg Street do that all. The and time. I'm gonna post p- five yeah. things that's negative. And every time, you know what's winning on negativity. The negativity. The yeah. negativity went every time. I always get ten, twenty thousand views. Yeah. Opposed to when I put a message up there and something we need to be hearing. Like today I had the young lady that's, that was talking about currency in America and just around the world and how it's changing. Nobody listened to it. Nobody had no care in the world for what she was saying. Yeah. But everything she said is relevant and it's happening right now in our face. And when it happens, we we are the people that shot. But the thing that gets me about it is while it doesn't get reactions, it gets real life interactions with me. So when people see me on the street, they'll acknowledge those type of posts. But again, the views is totally separate. Right. So if I say if I say DJ Drama, Gangsta Grills came out today, or Monica album came out today, or DOC's album came out today, it may not get a lot of likes, but that artist will be in my DM saying, damn, I forgot, or oh, dang, oh, I'm going to post that on my page, and then they end up posting it, and it's like, that's what I'm here for. I don't, I'm not even here for the, people be like, you should have the blue check. I'm like, blue check, I can't go in Georgia Power with this, it won't get me in nowhere. I'm good in real life, but I, right. I get it, but they think that that's the thing. I, but I've been an OG before IG, I've been doing this collecting before all this, so... You know. If one more person tell me I need a blue check, I'm gonna slap him. I'm like, I don't care about no, that man, check. No man, they almost got me one time. I was like, I, I think I'm gonna get the blue check. Not for what? And then I started dealing with them. They was like, but I was like, I thought it didn't cost anything. Oh, it oh, costs yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Costs <laughs> everything. Costs. So that killed that. When I found out it cost money, that killed the blue check. I was like, I don't need it. So wait. So before you leave, though, you did have a dope question. I would like some answers. So yeah. if they made the record right now, like a new self-destruction, name some people. artists that you would like to hear on a, a message similar to self-destruction. Who would be your... I, if it had to be from the South, you know I got to say Killer Mike. Mm-hmm. We on the same with um, that. I would say Crit. Mm-hmm. Um, from the West Coast. Man, that's that's kind of hard because I don't really know a lot of what's. I mean, my the hottest cat I'm messing with right now is Larry June, but I don't think he would yeah, fit. He message. wouldn't fit that. You know what I'm saying? Um, who 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 could we put from the West Kendrick? Coast? Kendrick. So they have to yeah, be Kendrick, South. Kendrick. Yeah, you got to do Kendrick. Yeah, Kendrick would be from the West Coast. Uh, Chicago would be probably Dirt. 
Yeah. Um, he got a lot of cleaning up to do if he gonna hop on that record though. But they'll listen to him though. Because it's like when Twenty One gave that message about killing the inter- <laughs> internet was like, nigga, you right? You telling us? <laughs> yeah, it's a mixed message there, but. Did, if he's going in that direction, that's good. Did, if I was to do New York uh, East Coast, I probably would go Mano. Um, and I'm just saying that because he got he has a story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. he comes from similar the street. to that. Yeah. So and and people and this is what I always tell people: you have to get people that that street people will relate to. Yep. You can't get somebody that they're not going to relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a few New York cats and Philly cats that I would go, but just off the top of the head, they're just not coming to me. So I'm so I'm a pick. You. I'm a pick Meek Mill. Right, because he's, 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 he's been through some stuff and he got something to say. Exactly. I'm going to go J. Cole because he knows how to communicate that message mm-hmm. very well. Okay. Uh, I guess Kendrick's too easy, so I'm going to try to pick people you don't pick. Uh, Killer Mike was my first pick, though. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, let's do, I, I would do Little Baby because once he made that, uh, that, I think that ended yeah, up that being one his record, biggest yeah. record, too. Yeah. Right? What, what record was that? Um, the change when he was uh, yeah, yeah the one right he made during the, the, pa- the pandemic the pandemic yeah. okay so mm-hmm. I got little baby I got Meek I got Cole and I get one more we oh. gotta have a female in my perspective or maybe not is there a woman like Rhapsody in my head yeah Rhapsody it would have to be, be Rhapsody, Rhapsody. Yeah. yeah there's no it question. have to be Rhapsody there's, without yeah. a doubt yeah no question but it's somebody Damn, from the it. West Coast we missing too females a female from the West Coast I'm trying to think I don't know any female new female MCs. Mm. I don't know, but Rhapsody would definitely be on the list. Yeah, she's yeah. gonna body that. She's and if y'all know anybody, tap in the new face, tag us, man. If y'all got any ideas, yeah, and, and let's try to make that a reality. But I had Absolutely. David Banner producing my version. David Banner, Just Blaze, um, Killer Mike, Big Crit, um, and I had Kendrick, and I had Cube or somebody else from the West Coast and Kendrick. Um, so let's do this. Let's do a call to action since we always talking and there's no call to action. Right. I challenge all the artists out there. Let's get this record done. So tag New Face, tag We Outside Radio, tag DJ Big X, or tag DJ Filthy Rich, and let's make let's make this record happen. We yeah. can have different versions, man. That's we dope. can have East Side, West Side. You know what I'm saying? Because we lost too many, man. Shout out to School. Shout out to PNB. Like everybody, we just lost, and this kind of needs to stop. And we always just posting about it, yeah. posting our pictures with them. We was just with them last night, posting a text message. Then we go back to normal life to Kim Kardashian and Kanye West shit. And yeah. then the next nigga die and we up in rage. But when the cops do something, Facts. we out here, we outside, and we got so much to say. So. This is this is the only way I can talk to through music and through action. So if this can happen, that'd be you know. So let's do it. Let's. Say, I'm gonna set it off right now because we're gonna use. Let's this make platform. that a challenge. Let's we have a plot. Yeah. So the self destruction challenge. Hashtag self destruction 2022. I want y'all to pick your favorite MCs that y'all think should be on this record. Tag them. Tag us. And we the coalition DJ. So we are gonna make sure this record get done. That's right. Let's, let's do that. Go. Let's do it for the culture, man. Shout out to New Face. We appreciate you coming through. Uh, it was a pleasure, bro. We outside show. And uh, we're going to pay some bills. We out of here. We'll see y'all next time.